Good evening, everybody. This is Bubba's Bodyguard Podcast, available on all major podcast platforms. Today, I'm joined along here with me, Ali Nasir. How are you doing, Ali? I'm good, Bubba. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Absolutely. So kind of take us through a little bit about where you're from and eventually how you get started professions of, you know, vehicle sales and then eventually getting into real estate. I I appreciate you giving me the opportunity. Um, I've, yes, I've been in sales for uh, a little over 12 or 13 years. I, uh, you know, being the only child of uh, two immigrants, my parents, uh, obviously, if I wanted money, they would, uh, you know, I'd have to work, right? And I started out when I was in high school, I used to work at a store called Lids. Are you familiar with Lids? Yes, absolutely. Like yeah. the hat, hats, correct? Hat store, 5950s, right, right. the fitteds, everything. And I, um, I started working there, and that's where I really discovered that uh, I had a knack for sales. Um, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed communicating with people. I, I enjoyed being able to demonstrate value to people. And um, over time, it kind of just evolved. Uh, I stayed in sales, and, um, you know, through time, I've kind of learned the different aspects of it, things that, uh, you know, things that have, I've carried and learned and brought with me. And I, I feel at this point now, it's, it's completely, uh, completely evolved. Um, I ended up in real estate um, because over time, I wanted to be able to not only just sell a product or a service, um, mm-hmm. but be able to bring uh, impactful value to people's lives. And in terms of sales, um, I don't think there was any, uh, any better option in terms of being able to bring value or to be able to impact someone's life than, than a home, a place where people uh, spend time with their family, a place where, you know, kids grow up, um, a place where people, um, you know, create memories with their families and friends. And so that's how, in a uh, in a short story, how I kind of ended up here, where I'm where I'm at now. Absolutely, and you know, throughout your journey, you touched on uh, you know having over a decade in the sales you know realm. You know, what what would you say? Obviously, you've learned uh, you know an exponential amount of knowledge. Uh, what would you say you've learned the most about sales? Uh, I think when it comes to sales, um, one thing that makes you know. Um, any salesperson, and unfortunately, being a salesperson, or even when you use the word salesperson, it kind of has a negative um, tone to it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I understand that completely, because, you know, we're in a world where we're getting sold something all the time, right? Right, right. You're getting people knocking on your door, selling you a product or service, you have people calling you, selling you, you watch TV, you're being sold. So we're constantly in this world of automation sales. And the most important thing I've learned in sales is that sales is about problem solving. It's about being able to have something, either a product or a service, and being able to solve your client or your customer's problem. And too many times I find people uh, categorizing their clients or their customers into one particular category mm-hmm. and I think it's important to understand as a salesperson and to anyone who wants to aspire to be a successful salesperson or is in a position where they're running a, a high functioning sales operation is that uh, before you can solve somebody's problem you have to understand what that problem is so I think in terms of sales 
I think it's important to focus on the problem solving aspect because essentially that's what you're getting paid to do. That's what your company uh, is in existence for or your mm -hmm. brand or uh, your product or your service. And more important than that, um, touching base on kind of the automated world that we live in now, I think it's important to be genuine and sincere because people can, people can feel that. People can feel when you genuinely want to help them. And I would recommend to anybody um, that is in sales or has thought about sales is that don't think about the money. Don't think about the income. Don't think about, you know, what each sale is going to bring you. You know, when you stop thinking in terms of numbers and you start thinking in terms of solutions, that's when you're able to genuinely and sincerely help somebody and at the same time make a, a good living for yourself. So I think problem solving and being sincere will get some get someone who's looking to go into sales very, very far. Absolutely. And, you know, you kind of you kind of touched on some things there that we're going to lead into my next uh, you know topic of discussion. You, you touched on, you know, being genuine and, you know, relationships. Talk about the importance of networking, making connections and not just developing relationships, but keeping them and continue to grow them. Uh, you know, talk about how important that is that. You know, and, and, you know, I'm a firm believer in, you know, it doesn't matter, uh, you know, what fancy university somebody goes to respectfully. Those are things that, you know, you may not get taught ever in life that it's all about people and it truly matters how you treat them. Go into that a little deeper for us, Ali, if you would. Uh, I think I, I think, I mean, you nailed it. I mean, mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, we kind of grow up um, believing uh, in society that the things that are important are. How much money are we making or how much, you, you know, what university did we go to? What degree do we have or uh, what is our social status? And truly the most important thing and something that can't be replaced, it can't be fabricated. Uh, and and it, which is which is a relationship, right? A relationship mm -hmm. between two people. And I think that is truly the most crucial thing really in life is to be able to have that relationship. You know, when when you as a salesperson can offer your customer or your client uh, a product or service and you have their blind trust, right? That's right. when you have succeeded. You, you have reached success with that client. I'm the kind of person where I've been going to the same barber for 10 or 15 years. Mm -hmm. You know, I use the same HVAC person. If I have a leak in my house that I send to my clients, right? Right. Um, so I think it's important that, you know, you support your friends that have local businesses and in return that they support you and that you maintain relationships with people. And like any relationship, if you've been married, you've had a girlfriend, you know, like any relationship, I think the term relationship is universal in the context that we're using here. It requires maintenance, right? It requires Absolutely. you engaging with that person. It requires you bringing value to that person and you know you have to come from contribution right when you're networking too many times do i see in networking events and not right now obviously because mm -hmm. of covid but right. you know too many times um do i see in networking events you know people come there with an intention and a motive in mind that you know they're going to go there and they're going to get something out of people or they're going to go there and they're going to be able to amplify their brand and when I go to a networking event or when I go to an event where I have the potential to gain business, 
I don't go there looking for business. I go there and I think, how can I help the people that are here? You know, and I think if you want to network and you want to build relationships, the most valuable thing you can do is to try to help that person. And in return, they will help you uh, unconsciously when, when the time comes. So I think that's probably the most important aspect of networking that people forget, which is what are you bringing to the table, right? How are you helping that other person? Absolutely. You know, it's uh, especially nowadays, you see that so often in life, you know, somebody will ask for help, but it's more or less they want you to do all the groundwork. They want you to do all all the, you know, the, the due diligence and, and everything like that. And, you know, like you said, you know, if you want something in life, you have to add value. You have to bring something to the table. It has to be a reciprocal relationship, uh, not one where it's just take, take, take. You have to bring something uh, of value and, and uh, you know, be, be willing and ready to learn. And, um, you know, w- what would you say, uh, Ali, is, is the difference between, obviously, you know, anybody can get into a field and be good at something or, or, you know, be average, but you're, you're somebody that is accelerating, uh, you're, you're excelling, excuse me, in your, in your craft. What, what does it take to not just be a good realtor, but to be a great realtor and to have longevity? You, you're somebody that has had over 12 years in your, in your field. What does it, what does it take to truly separate yourself from the competition? I think it's important. Real estate is like, you know, it's not like you're going, one of the big differences for me, um, you know, from being in luxury car sales to mm-hmm. now real estate is that when I was in luxury car sales, um, you know, I was on the W2, right? I was paying mm-hmm. my taxes. You know, if I quit or I got fired or I got laid off, right, mm-hmm. I, I didn't have the burden of the business, right? right, I, right. Uh, I could always go work at another dealership or I could get into another field. I didn't have uh, the weight. Uh, and the burden of having a business and with real estate, you know, whether you're by yourself or whether you're on a team, it's every bit as tedious as starting your own business, you know, in terms of you have to invest in yourself, you have to pay your own taxes. Um, and it's something that, you know, you can't get into. Um, I come across people all the time, you know, young mm-hmm. people who Maybe for whatever reason, they could they did not find a specific uh, study in college or maybe they didn't go to college and they look at real estate as an option for them to just make a bunch of money, you know, and mm-hmm. there are so many shows nowadays that unfortunately just they don't paint the accurate picture of what real estate is about. Right. Um, and I think it's important that you understand why you're getting into real estate and really into any field. Right. Um you know, people don't get into, for example, uh, what you do in terms of high-end security or bodyguarding. Mm-hmm. People don't get into that. So, you know, they don't get into that for the glamour. And if they do, then they're not going to be very good at it, right? Right, right. Um, so I think it's important to understand why you're getting into real estate. Do you have a servant's heart? Are you willing to go one year without any income? Because most realtors, close to about 80% of realtors statistically – um, fail within the first year because right. they get into real estate. They think I'm going to make a bunch of money and, you know, they just don't meet those expectations because they're not in it for the right reasons. They're not in it, uh, you know, for the long haul. So I think for somebody that wants to get into real estate, be prepared to go one year without any income. Um, be prepared to invest in yourself. And when I mean invest in yourself, invest in your education, 
because there's a lot of education when it comes to real estate. It's not just, you know, you find a client one day and then you sell their house the next day. You have to learn about uh, your local market. You have to learn about what do people in that area, where do they like to shop? You know, what schools do they want to send their kids? You know, what... What are the laws in that area? What are the tax rates in that area? What, what is the going rate in terms of financing? Um, real estate is something that is constantly changing as government policies are changing, as new construction is changing, as development is changing. So I, I would recommend for somebody that wants to get into real estate that they take it on more in terms of um, – a career that would require education, just as if you were to go to school and Mm -hmm. study four years for your bachelor's, I would take real estate as the same approach. And frankly, don't think about the money, do it because you have the right intentions and that you genuinely want to help people. Absolutely. And, you know, I can, I can agree and uh, attest to, you know, what you're saying. And, you know, it's, you know, especially, um, you know, in my craft and, I think really in, in anything, you know, somebody is, is passionate about or that they have a, a true purpose or calling in that, you know, it's so much more than just a job or a career. It's a lifestyle. You know, you have to pretty much, uh, you know, they, they, you know, a lot of people don't see the sacrifices. They don't see the, the, the grind, the, the, you know, the, the days where you may, you know, be up 20 hours or, you know, the, you know, the various other things you might be tasked with. And, and like you said, they might just get into it because of the glitz or the glam or, you know, they, they, they have a certain expectation or, um, you know, a, a false perception on something. And, uh, you know, you have to you have to have good intentions in life. You have to have a good heart and you have to be a good person, most importantly. And you'll reap, you know, you'll reap the benefits of that. And, um, you know, you, you got into there uh, on, on some topics, on some great topics. What what have you, you know, you, you've had some great moments. You, you've, you've worked in luxury sales of, of both homes and vehicles. What would you say has been your proudest moment? You you know you you studied in school, uh, at a university. You've you've had some proud moments. What would you say is the one at the top of the mountain though that you're most proud of so far? I think um, that's a good question. I think uh, probably would probably have been my first sale in real estate. I think that mm-hmm. would probably have been kind of the highlight. Um, you know, the reason, many reasons, but one of the reasons why I got into real estate is because, um, you know, I got married. And when I got married, um, you know, my outlook on life changed, mm-hmm. um, you know, in terms of what my schedule was like, how much time I had for, you know, my wife and, you know, time for my future family. And, um, you know, when I got into real estate, you know, I spent, you know, day and night learning i was a student of the craft i was not there to make a sale i was not there um you know for the income i was there really just to learn you know and um thankfully i had a lot of mentors and that's something that i would recommend again i didn't mention that in your last question but for somebody that wants to get in any field right and something as complex as real estate i would recommend that you get as many mentors as you can you know i mean you look at somebody uh, like Michael Jordan, right, mm-hmm. um, in his prime, had a bunch of mentors, right? Um, so I don't think there's any level that anybody can get and not need mentorship. I think that's super, super crucial. Uh, but in terms of probably the highlight, 
I, I would probably say my first sale in real estate was a highlight for me. And mm-hmm. it was a, it was a highlight because I was young, you know, I was hungry and I was willing to do whatever it takes. And um, there was a very nice middle aged couple who, you know, met me and they didn't ask me, you know, what homes have you sold in the area? Do you have any experience? You know, uh, they didn't even know that I was there. Uh, they're, you know, that they were my first client. I just, right. I just focused on some of the things that I touched on earlier uh, in terms of finding out what their need is and how I could help them and assist them. And I made myself readily available. And um, I think that was probably a big highlight for me. You know, when I, when I had my first sale, you know, leaving a business that I was in for a while, um, and obviously there's the risk factor, right? Feeling mm-hmm. that the heat on the back of my neck when I had bills due, when I had expenses due, and at the time I was renting, when I had my rent due, um, and then finally to be able to feel that, uh, you know, that just that 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 wind or that that fresh air, um, you know, and not the fact that now you know I made a sale and that I have money, but more importantly that uh, I did it. Right. I did what I went out to do. And, you know, it took time. It took energy. It took investing myself, um, investing in myself and and to be able to finally succeed. That gave me the gratification that I needed and the momentum that I needed to just continue to compound and build. And thankfully, um, you know, I'm in a position now and I have a long way to go still, but I'm in a position now where uh, I understand myself, you know, I understand my identity, I understand the value proposition that I bring to people. And it's, it's been a road and it's been a road full of learning. So uh, for that, I'm very thankful. Uh, Absolutely. And what are some things we can expect to see from you in the near future? I think uh, at this point now, uh, I definitely want to be able to build a international presence. And mm-hmm. the nice thing about the company that I work with, which is TTR Sotheby's International Realty, is that we are uh, we are in seventy two different countries, wow. and uh, it's the only real estate company that is international. Um, the benefit that I'm able to bring to my clients um, around the world, I mean, it's it's immense. Uh, you know, it's just simply the fact that if I have somebody, for example, that is going to New York um, mm-hmm. or uh, obviously when flight uh, restrictions are lifted is going to either Europe or Dubai or Los Angeles or anywhere, I'm able to connect them with an agent in that area. And if somebody... Uh, vice versa is coming to this area, an agent is able to connect me uh, to this area as well. So, you know, with the company, um, it's completely international. And uh, so I I definitely want to be able to uh, connect people from around the world, um, all the while continuing to build uh, my client base and my business in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, and more importantly, just to be able to continue to bring value to people's uh, lives. I think that's super important. Um, I just recently am working with a first-time homebuyer, and, you know, it's the first time that he's buying a house. You know, Mm -hmm. of course, it's a very complex uh, process. There's a lot of questions, um, and, 
you know, he, you know, he's already spending, you know, he's already borrowing money essentially to be able to Mm -hmm. put down on the house and put towards a down payment to be able to do simple things for somebody like that, to be able to buy them a brand new washer or dryer, you know, or a grill or something that just as a, as a gesture of good faith, I think, um, yeah, I think it's super important, and I do that with every single sale, and I think I'm going to continue to do that and um, hopefully be able to continue to build the brand that way. Uh, absolutely, and what would you say – we talked about it a little bit uh, early on, uh, but let's go into it a little deeper with, with sales and uh, you know relationships. You know, uh, both of us are, are blessed uh, respectfully to be around, whether it be you know high net worth or – uh, you know, people that uh, are, you know, uh, leaders in, in their fields or, uh, you know, whatever it may be, you know, people that are excelling uh, respectfully, whether it's, you know, net worth or their network or in their fields. And, you know, I, I say that to say this, what, you know, because we, we probably get asked this a lot and I know I, I do and I'm sure you may do as well. What does it take uh, in, in your uh, in, in your mindset to get around, uh, to get around people of that nature, what, what would, how would you answer that? And, and you kind of touched on it earlier, you got to be genuine. You got to know how to build trust. You got to know how to, uh, you know, the, the key is relationships, treating people right, knowing that, you know, like you said, they can trust you at all times. They can give you their, their complete trust. Um, and you know, I can, I can attest to that as well. Is there anything you wanted to add on to that? I think um, in terms of real estate, I can only speak in real mm-hmm. estate terms because, again, you know, I and I would love to get to know more about you because I have my own list of questions for you because I find yes, it very sir. interesting what you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of me being a real estate agent, um, there's many realtors out there. There are less realtors out there that bring value. And then beyond that, there are less realtors out there that have information on, for example, architecture. Mm-hmm. Uh, or interior design, um, or any really craft that is associated with a, with a home. So if you look at any high uh, net worth individual, the two mm-hmm. things that they're very good at, um, obviously the relationship building, which we've already discussed, and you know, truly they become an aficionado of what they do. It's something that they live, they eat, they breathe. It becomes a lifestyle for them. Uh, there's a hunger in their belly, um, you know, to continue, uh, to live that lifestyle. And I think that when you do meet a high net worth individual and they are able to see that you also have that hunger in your belly for whatever it is that you do, I think people at that level are able to see that and read that, uh, very clearly. So I, if I were, someone that were in any field and I wanted to appeal to the high end client or the high end clientele, Mm -hmm. I would advise them that you focus and become the best version of yourself. And if, you know, if you do get a high end client, amazing, perfect. And if you don't, then it's not meant to be. But I think it's important that in any aspect, before you go out there, before you try to appeal to a high net worth individual, Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to really meet meet your maximum potential and you have to understand what your value proposition is uh, because somebody that's at that level, you know, I would imagine is constantly getting 
um, you know, it's constantly getting, uh, you know, solicited or constantly, you know, uh, no matter what there is, right. Let's say it's a record producer, right. I'm sure they're constantly getting music, um, you know, uh, or, uh, you know, artists, you know, fed to them. Right. Right. So I think it's important also that you do something different, right. Now you can follow the path, um, that people have, you know, kind of created before you, but I think it's important to put your own individualism in there as well. So people are able to differentiate who you are from the other hundred or thousands or hundreds of thousands of people that do what you do. So to be able to stand out is a, is a huge plus uh, in terms of dealing with higher end clientele. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I agree with, uh, you know, everything you said and, uh, you know, you, you touched on a lot of key components, you know, uh, throughout this podcast, you got to be genuine, you got to bring value, you have to differentiate yourself from, you know, A, B, C, and D, what makes you different, what's what's going to, you know, put yourself in that person's shoes, ask yourself, hey, if I was reaching out, you know, or having somebody reach out to me, excuse me, would, would you know, I say yes, or would I say no, would I be, you know, maybe, what would sell me, you know, and you got to, you got to, um, you know, really ask yourself that. And uh, like I said, most importantly, um, you know, in, in my experiences, it all comes down to being a great person, establishing not just trust, but complete trust and uh, not just developing relationship, but continuing to further that relationship and uh, not just with the client, but everyone that you come into contact with uh, that is associated with the client. And um, you never know who's watching. You never know who knows somebody. So, just always do right. Always be genuine. Always, uh, you know, put yourself in other shoes. Treat people how you would want to be treated, and uh, you'll get far with that mentality and that mindset. And uh, you know, I'll kind of just turn it over to you, um, Ali. If first you could say, you know, where people can find you at, where can they find you across social media? What is your website? And then uh, once you put that information across the podcast, uh, I'll take some questions. If you have anything that you wanted to ask me, we'll, we'll conclude on that. Absolutely. Uh, I got a good list of questions for you. So yes, sir. I, I hope, I hope you're ready. Um, I just want to finish on one thing and I'll be mm-hmm. happy to provide the information. Yes, sir. I would say to anyone that, you know, looks at, uh, anyone that is successful mm-hmm. and aspires to have what they have, I would, I would say simply to them, um, that you have to focus on the process. You cannot focus on the results. You cannot focus on things that are materialistic or tangible. You have to focus on the process. And if you continue to focus on the process and you continue to build on yourself, you know, one day you will get there. You know, one of my favorite quotes is uh, by Michelangelo. And it reads, I saw the angel in the marble and carved until I set him free. Mm-hmm. I believe it's I, I have that written on my wall. I look at it every single day. And it, it's a reminder to me that I am still focused on the process. And it keeps me humble and grounded. So find uh, that process for you and, uh, you know, endure it and, and embrace it. And, you know, uh, just basically dive deep into it, you know, submerse yourself into it. So, um 
as far as my information, mm-hmm. um, I can always be reached. Uh, probably the most quickest way to be reached for me is my cell phone, mm-hmm. uh, which is 571-335-3155. Or you can visit my website, which is Ali, A-L-I, Nasser, N-A-S-I-R-R-E, it's abbreviation for real estate, dot com. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, thank you for plugging that information in and we'll just hand it over to you. Uh, we'll, we'll conclude with your, with your questions that you have for me. Bubba, I, uh, I really want to know, um, how did you get into this? I mean, how did you get into bodyguarding? How did you find it to be, you know, your passion? I guess, let me ask you in, in return, as you asked me in sales, Mm -hmm. how did you get to this point now where you're at? How did you find that this is your niche? Absolutely. So I started security very young. I started at age 17. Uh, I'll be 26 this year. So I have just under a decade in the security sector. So, uh, you know, I started young and, uh, you know, my first experience was down the beach in Ocean City, Maryland, working the do tour, which was a major BMX and concert venue. They had concerts, you know, um, you know, Kid Cudi and Lupe Fiasco and uh, Talib Kweli, you know, they performed down there. And, uh, you know, just right away, it was something, uh, you know, as you touched on earlier, it was my passion, purpose and calling in life. You know, you have to get into things for the right reason, you know, not not get in it because, uh, you know, it's cool or you you like, you know, you want to have the power that comes with it or this and that. You have to be in it for the great reason. And most importantly, even even over yourself, uh, you have to say, I want to get into certain things to make a difference in the real as you touched on, you know, when you sell a house, it's not just that you profit, it's that you impact somebody's life. You, you impact this, the, the person that's buying it from you. You have an impact on their family. You have a relationship that, uh, you know, there's no bigger sale in life than a vehicle and a home. Those are the two biggest sales that um, pretty much, you know, uh, respectfully that somebody will ever make in their, in their entire life, you know, from when they're born to the day they leave this earth. So, uh, and, you know, then... You get into to the security room, you know, that there's nothing more there. There's no bigger task than to be tasked with keeping somebody safe, keeping somebody uh, around great people. You know, most importantly, in the security sector, the biggest misconception is that the biggest, fastest, strongest are excelling. And that's not true. It takes an extreme critical soft skill in this in this uh, security sector, especially in the EP work, which is executive protection or the bodyguard room. You have to have the critical soft skill. You have to have the leadership. You have to be a positive influence. You have to have the complete trust, not just with the client, but with the client's family, the client's friends, the client's working environment, uh, the client's information. You know, you have to be uh, completely trusted at all times, you know, whether you're given a cell phone or you're given a gate code or, you know, you're, you're given access to the airport or whatever it may be. Uh, you know, you have to have that. And, you know, what what good is size? And, you know, if you're a 6'10 bodyguard and you can't be trusted, so you have to you have to have that. And, um, you know, so I got into bodyguarding, I would say, around pretty young as well, like about 19. Um, my first detail was with Vinny from Jersey Shore uh, from the hit TV show um, on MTV. And, uh, you know, just from there, I was I was like really getting into it. I was young. And I said, you know what, I need to really start expanding on my resume. I need to start expanding on my training. You know, I had um, right now, I currently have about 15 years in the martial arts field. 
uh, with experience and an extensive background in that. I was a three-time national champion, and uh, I'm advanced in three different forms uh, of martial arts. So, um, you know, and then eventually uh, I moved to New York, um, and that's where I met Swift from Love and Hip Hop. He was a producer. He had produced for Flavor Flav, Cardi B, uh, Safari, Mariah Lynn, a lot of big names. And, um, you know, right away I met him within, you know, five or ten minutes. He said, you know, you're official. I want you to work for me. I ended up being, you know, the head of the security at the music studio. He was coming into contact with a lot of, uh, whether it be clientele or music people or uh, producers, artists, uh, people on TV, and uh, just started expanding. And, and, you know, I wouldn't get to the level I was at now if I didn't know how to, you know, establish trust, if I didn't know how to network, if I didn't know relationships were important. And uh, all those things are most important. And then, uh, you know, just every day, you know, you wake up with the mindset that every day is the best day of your life. Every day you put your best foot forward. And we all have the same 24 hours in the day. You know, I have the same 24 hours as Michael Jordan did. You know, I have the same 24 hours as Oprah, the same 24 hours as, as the president. You know, and it's all about how you maximize your, your 24 hours in your day. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of sacrifice, you know. Um, I've made so many sacrifices throughout my journey, uh, you know, cutting relationships or cutting, you know, certain family members out of, out of ties or whatever it may be. If, if people aren't totally invested into you where they say, I believe in you, that they love you, that they care about you, that they want to see you prosper, you know, those, those are the people you need around you at all times. And, um, you know, that's important, you know, who, who you surround yourself with and, um, you know, that, that's, uh, it's pivotal, you know, that, that's, that's the, that can really cost a lot of people, you know, if you're around a certain environment or you're around people that are bringing you down, that that's going to, you know, there's going to be dormality and, and you don't need that. You don't need, uh, you know, anyone saying you can't do something you need, you know, whether I go out tonight and say, Hey, I'm going to be, you know, the president when I'm in, in 10 years from now, I'm going to be the president. Uh, you know, you need, you need a team around you that says, yes, you're going to be that. We believe in you. What, what, how can we help you? What can we do for you? Like, you know, we, we, we want to see you reach that goal and vice versa. You know, you got to support All your right. team as well. And, um, you know, absolutely. So that's kind of how I got into it. And then, you know, with being able to excel, you know, you, you have to, it's a lifestyle, you know, you have to eat, breathe, sleep it. And, um, you know, that that's mainly what I could say about that. And uh, anything else you have for me, I'm I'm ready. One thing I'll tell you, mm-hmm. uh, because I did a little bit of uh, research just on you and looking at some of your uh, social media profiles. You know, one thing yes, that sir. I really uh, that I really enjoy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when I when I look at uh, your presentation is mm-hmm. I love the fact that, you know, you're not presenting yourself as uh, somebody, you know, as kind of this tough uh you know, big guy with a, with a frown. And that's not to say that any, anybody should mess with you because I'm sure you can handle your business. But what I'm saying is that, you know, when I look at your pictures, you're spending time with your, uh, you know, your clients, families, mm-hmm. right? They're right. kids, right? right. Um, you know, they have, uh, you know, your, you, you know, you have their trust completely. You Absolutely. Know? And you're more of a mentor figure for their children, um, and that's something that I think really stands out. I think mm-hmm. really, I think that that is really what differentiates you from, you know, any other bodyguard that, um, 
that I've seen, right? And I don't know much about the industry, mm-hmm. but from right. from the naked eye, from somebody who uh, doesn't know anything about high end security, when I look at that, and I if I think to myself, you know, one day, God willing, I'm in a position mm-hmm. where I can afford and need private security, I would want somebody like that, right? Absol- I would absolutely. want somebody that. I could bring around my kids, I could bring around my pets, I could bring into my home, and that I have the complete ease and comfort of knowing uh, that this individual is a good person with good intentions and that is trustworthy. So um, I I hear you loud and clear in terms of uh, your intentions and your aspirations on how you ended up here. What do you think, um, you know, if somebody were to ask Mm -hmm. you, a young child were to ask you, and say, Bubba, I really want to become a bodyguard one day. You know, what mm-hmm. would you give them in terms of advice uh, about being able to master their craft, or in terms of educating themselves, or in terms of uh, just training that they need? Uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, f- first and foremost, I would tell them it's it's not what you expect it to be. It's not going to be, you know, it's not all about firearms and equipment and and uh, you know you know, fighting and this and that, that's a, those are big misconceptions and those are just beginner level things in this field. Uh, you know, again, if you want to excel and you want to be great in this craft, you have to understand, you know, that it's, it's flight over fight. You remove yourself and your client to safety. You get, you get yourself, your team and your client out of there. If there's something that goes down, whether it's, uh, an emergency, there's a fight, there's uh, a fire, whatever it may be that comes up and, uh, you know, it, it's constantly in this field, not only knowing how to divert something when it comes up, but even before it happens, it's it's road mapping things out. It's planning. It's doing your due diligence. It's being proactive and that when something comes up and it happens and you divert it, the client never even knew that something was was going down. You were so mentally prepared. You were 10 steps ahead before it even happened. And uh, it's those smooth transitions. It's where the client is high risk or they're or they're or they uh, you know are very popular or maybe they have a, a high risk of kidnapping or they have uh, you know certain potential uh, threats on their life you know uh, where they where they don't even realize those things are happening around them because of of your ability to safeguard them your ability to not just divert certain things but to uh, the preventative maintenance to be so well and so smooth that you know in this field there's very very slim chance for error and that. You know, nobody's perfect, but you have to, you have to, uh, there, there's already enough things working against you, uh, it, as a bodyguard, you have to be able to make those, those things when they, when, when things do come up, you have to be able to go left when you need to go left and go right when you need to go right and, and make your, your actions very diligent, militant and precise. And, um, you know, so I would say that, and, and I would also say uh, you know, to take it very serious. Don't, you know, as you touched on early in the podcast, don't get into something because you're around celebrities and you around high net worth and you're around these cool events and you, you, you know, you're around clients that are driving the nice cars and owning the big homes and wearing the nice jewelry and, you know, uh, whatever it may be, they're traveling the real, they have these nice yachts, get into it because it's what you love to do. It's your passion, purpose, and true divine calling in life. And that most importantly, as I touched on, you can make a difference in somebody else's life, you know, because that's important. Our lives tie into other people's dreams. And when we understand that, you can make so much difference in this world. You can make such an impact. 
And, uh, you know, as you touched on, you got to be that positive mentor, that positive role model. And, uh, you know, I would just tell them to it's going to take a lot of hard work. It's going to be a lot of sacrifice. But that's, you know, with that comes great reward. You know, when you're sacrificing and you're working hard in life, you know, it's not going to come overnight. It's going to take years and years and years invested into your craft and, and belief. And most importantly, that strong faith, you know, whatever God they pray to, whatever belief or religion that they are, uh, you know, instilled in that you have to have that you have to have complete trust in your faith or your God at all times. You know, uh, Absolutely. that's something that is, is important with me as well, you know, over any type of body armor or, uh, armored vehicle or any firearm that I'm carrying or anything of that nature, you know, God protects me most importantly, that is most important. And to, uh, you know, to, to just understand that, you know, that that's powerful. And, uh, you know, a lot of people always, always ask me, you know, they're like, what kind of equipment do I need, Bubba? Or what kind of, you know, duty gear or this and that? And I tell them, I say, you're already equipped with everything you need. You have the mind. That's your, that's your weapon. You have your heart. You have, you have your ears, your eyes, your mouth, knowing how to speak to somebody, knowing how to use your eyes to be proactive and, and, uh, you know, get into somewhere, get out of somewhere. And using your ears to be that listening, that comfort, you know, using your heart, you know, uh, it's, it's not what you, it's not where you're from in life. It's what you're made of and using your mind to be, to be intelligent, to gain wisdom, to gain experience, uh, to always be a step, a step or 10 steps ahead of a situation. And, uh, you know, those are, you're, you're already equipped with it. You know, you, even if you didn't have the armored vehicle and you didn't have the firearm, you didn't have, you know, A, B, C, and D you don't need all that fancy stuff. You, you're already equipped with it, you know? So for those that the are mind, early, the mind, absolutely. the mind is a weapon, right? Absolutely. The mind is absolutely a weapon. I, I wanted to, uh, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to ask you because you're talking about all of these situations mm-hmm. and it's hard for an average person, uh, to kind of fathom, right. To be able to mm-hmm. swallow, um, you know, what kind of a situation, uh, that you might be referring to, whether that be a hostile situation, whether that be uh, more of a mental situation. So let me mm-hmm. let me ask you this, uh, if you're allowed to talk about it, because I understand right. there are obviously confidentiality agreements. We're obviously talking about people's personal mm-hmm. lives. So you right. don't have to name any names if you do, if you uh, uh, you know if you're not permitted to or if you wish mm-hmm. not to. But what's a situation that you have found yourself to be in? that you've been able to recognize the situation and act quickly um, and a situation where really, um, you know, those years of being able to build that experience and to be able to build that training mm-hmm. uh, have really paid off. Absolutely. So uh, it's been, it's been a lot, you know, um, people, I get that question, you know, a lot and um, you know, it, it's, pretty much everything that first responders are dealing with, whether it be law enforcement or, you know, uh, extended branches of that, you know, extended branches of municipalities and things of that nature we're dealing with as bodyguards just on a different scale. Uh, you know, I've dealt with, you know, stabbings, shootings, uh, vehicle pursuits, uh, you know, uh, people following a vehicle at high rates of speed, uh, you know, where, where you have a client that is uh, very notable and, and, things of that nature. And, uh, really uh, the list could go on and on of, of, you know, dealings, uh, of, you know, things. And it, it's, you know, the, the ability to prepare yourself never to get bored, never to get complacent 
Absolutely. Right? Never to be comfortable. And you're, you're always have to have the mindset that you're ready people, at all times. People, huh? people expect you and pay you to be alert and aware so they can be comfortable. Right. A- That's absolutely. essentially what you're, you're not just, you're not just providing, you know, security, you're pro- providing a peace of mind to somebody. A- absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's just, the uh, the ability, like I said, that uh, you know you you were you, where you're preparing, you're scanning, you you've trained, you've done your due diligence. Now you're working, and if something, even if it passes all those things, and and something just happens very quickly out of out of nowhere, it's the ability now to divert, get to safety, or move move around, or whatever you have to do uh, to, to ensure that, you know, that, uh, the, the life that you're protecting is, is safe. You know, whether you're protecting an entire family, you're protecting one client, you're protecting whatever it is, uh, you know, you, you have to not only train yourself, your body, your mind, and, and, you know, getting your certifications and and your training and, uh, you know, to constantly be training, not to, not to ever get lax. It never stops, right? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's all about that that mental preparation, that mindset, and uh, you know, like another, I said, mm-hmm. uh, another question I wanted to ask you um, because again, you know, probably I'm asking you a list of questions questions you probably mm-hmm. get on a regular basis. But um, are you allowed to, you know, are you allowed to say who you're, you know, who you have uh, provided services to in the past, or is yes, that? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so, what are so, who are uh-huh. some notable figures that people might be able to you know recognize some household names? You know, maybe people's favorite artists, their favorite athlete, uh, politicians. Yes, so, um, with with some of the names that I can talk about is uh, I've bodyguarded for P Diddy's children, so P Diddy's family, uh, Demar J Smith. He's a young motivational speaker. He's been on Ellen DeGeneres, uh, Samaya Clark Gabriel, she's a multi-talented athlete and actress, um, high net worth individuals all the way up to billionaires, um, top attorneys um, for state and federal defense, uh, federal judges, um, you know, the list could really go on and on, 9-11 memorial detail in New York City, um, Super Bowl 54 between the Chiefs. And the 49ers in Miami, all festivities and the, uh, the game. Um, New York Fashion Week events, top celebrity eyewear designer, Corey Woods. Um, I know I'm leaving some names out, but, uh, you know, <laughs> as I touch, for a good, I, good keep, right? Uh, right, right. And, <laughs> uh, you know, for, the, the, uh, absolutely. Keep. And, and the list goes really on and on, but those are kind of some of the main ones that come to my head between, uh, you know, events and, and names and, uh, things of that nature. But, you know, I think I don't know if I said it or not as well, but I've had real leaders, you know, from uh, a magnitude of different countries. Uh, and, you know, I've had music tours. I've had, uh, you know, the list goes on and on. But that, that's the, the, you know, the, the main uh, ones right there. What, what you're able to list makes sense. Right, right. And um, one of the things notable um, that makes you different from what I've seen is mm-hmm. some of your philanthropy efforts and endeavors. Uh, tell me a little bit about your philanthropy efforts and endeavors and how can people support you? Absolutely. And I appreciate that. So uh, I have a website. Uh, it's Uh There is, you know, plenty about me on there. There's my commercial, uh, my podcast on there, um, you know, some other things as well, uh, you know, pictures of work that I've done um, and, 
Also, there's a donate button. So any donations uh, can be made through that down at the bottom. Uh, and, you know, uh, what was your, your first part of that question? Or well, the, I know, the, the statement there? Uh-huh. I noticed specifically um, uh, in terms of uh, some of the philanthropy work that you've done oh, yes. in terms uh-huh. of like, uh, you know, bodyguards for bullying. Yes. You know, yes. How did you, so, how did you mm-hmm. come up with that? Absolutely. So uh, with, with the bodyguards against bullying, um, that came about, uh, I was reached out to by, uh, Mason Haynes, who's an elite iconic, uh, A-list celebrity bodyguard. Uh, he's been to, oh, I think it's around, around or about 80 countries. He's, you know, he's bodyguarded the Kardashians, Jay-Z, uh, he's bodyguarded Nicki Minaj, Frank Ocean, Charlie Perth, uh, Fergie, Black Eyed Peas, the list goes on and on of, of, you know, the, the people that he's, you know, uh, dealt with and, and protected and, uh, you know, he, for him to reach out to me, what that meant, you know, I, you can't even put words to it. There's not an adjective powerful enough. And, uh, it just goes to show, as I touched on earlier, you never know who's watching. Uh, you never know when you're going to get an opportunity. So you have to stay prepared. So you don't have to get prepared in life. You never know, uh, you know, if you're not ready for something or if you say no or, or things fall through because you're not prepared when you're ever going to get that same opportunity again in life, it may never come. So, you know, I was extremely honored when he asked uh, myself to be a part of his organization. I started off as an international ambassador for it. Uh, And what we do is we use our voice, our platform and our positive influence to create and promote positive change all across the world, whether it be brutality, abuse, harassment, persecution, whatever it may be, uh, bullying, uh, we stand up and we use our voice and our influences in, in, in our craft and, and, you know, the things that we are doing in life. Um, and, you know, we just uh, we post out important safety knowledge that we are blessed to be possessed with, uh, with, you know, working in our fields and with safeguarding and keep, keeping people and property and assets safe. Uh, so we put out that information, whether, you know, a young lady or young man walking to and from school or, you know, going out for a run, uh, an adult going for a run and just putting out safety tips for them to keep safe. You know, as we have so many problems nowadays with kidnapping and trafficking and, and all these other various things that go on uh, or just, you know, uh, adept to, to be assaulted or whatever it may be, uh, you know, and we use that and we use uh, we have a motto with 60 second stories change life. So you know, for Mason, for him now to go on and be an elite protector. And he was, you know, he's now six foot 10 and, you know, he's been in the field close to 30 years for him when he was younger, you know, he was, he had a different physique. He was, I guess, taller, skinnier, and he was getting picked on. He got bullied so bad where he was hospitalized. And now you, you add a story behind that. That's powerful, you know, for him to be hospitalized when he was younger to get to the point where now he's protecting these major names and, uh, you, you you know, what type of impact that could have for somebody, you know, that could really be somebody's, uh, you know, story or message of, hey, don't give up, you know, that even if they're dangling on that last bit of, of hope and they and they want to maybe take their life or give up or whatever it is they're going through that, you know, that that's a reminder that you can get through anything in life. And we all go through our struggles. We all have ups and downs. We all have trials and tribulations. But most importantly, um, as long as you choose never to give up in life, you'll be all right. You'll persevere. You'll get past the test. Take that test and turn it to your testimony. Take the mess and that there's even if you feel like there's a mess in your life or, or something's going on, you, there's a message inside of that mess and you have to find it. And, uh, you know, that's my encouragement. And, uh, you know, now I'm 
with with some of the philanthropy work that you talked on uh, with the bodyguards against bullying and some of the other endeavors that I've I've done, you know, feeding first responders during COVID and sending out uh, PPE, uh, personal protect, protection equipment to different hospitals and different families and daycares in need. And, you know, with, with that, um, I was promoted to chairman of the United States for the entire organization of bodyguards against bullying. So I'm just uh, completely and utterly and absolutely honored to be a part of that and to, to have been promoted. Um, you know, it's, it's things in this field that, you know, we don't really do it for the thank you. You know, we, we're in a field that if something goes wrong, we're the first person looked at. And then when everything goes absolutely 100% correct, we're the last one thanked. So we really have a thankless job. Um, you know, we don't, it's not often in this field where you get a handshake and you get a, you know, thank you for your service and, you know, but we, we put our lives on the line every day to, you know, protect people, property and assets. And uh, we do it with uh, at least, you know, to my experience and those that are around me connected and intertwined with me, we do it to the utmost professionalism and uh, with the utmost respect with conducting ourselves and, and being humble and being grounded and, and always staying 10 toes down and always, uh, you know, remember where you're from in life and that most importantly that, um you, you remember to reach the hand back down when you get to where you want to go in life and that uh, you never you never stop giving. You know, you always give in life. And even if you don't have the finances to do so, you pray for people, you give your you give your experiences, you give your knowledge, you you take that moment at the store when that when that person has been walked past all day and not thanked and you thank them or, you know, you you stop and talk to the homeless person or the less fortunate person that's on the block, whatever it is, you 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 uh you'll reap what you sow in life you know so when you plant the seeds and and things like that you know all that's coming back onto you you know you don't want no uh dark karma logs on your uh, over you um uh, over you in the in the clouds so you want to be a great person be a good human and whether, uh, you know whether, whether or not some, whether or not somebody's watching right absolutely. that's the most that's the most important thing it, are the are the actions that are taken <laughs> when no one is watching Right. Absolutely. And I think I think you summed it up in a very good way. Um, I think whether it's in real estate or whether it's in high end security, mm-hmm. anything that um, requires you to submerge yourself in the process, you have to realize that it's. Bubba, can you hear me? Yes, uh, you have to realize what? You have to realize, uh, mm-hmm. sorry, a little bit of a glitchy connection. You have to realize that it's bigger than yourself. Right. Um, Absolutely. It's not about you. It's not about your acknowledgement. It's not about, uh, you know, you getting a thank you or you getting credit. Just to touch base on what you said, you know, it's it's you are dealing with people's lives and their families and their protection and their well-being, just as I am dealing with somebody's, um, you know, uh, home, place where they're going to call uh, you know, where they're going to create memories and, and they're going to be able to have their family and, uh, and, and so on as well. So um, really enjoyed talking to you, Bubba. Uh, love to hear about your experience. And, um, you know, it's been a pleasure being able to kind of exchange uh, notes and ideas. And uh, I think whether it's bodyguarding or whether it's being a real estate agent, uh, I think many of many things are similar. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's it's all about in life. You know, just just um, if you understand the the foundation and the and the understanding of knowing how to treat people, you'll get far in life. Whether you're making uh, whether you have to make sales of of a product or a service or 
whatever it is that you're doing in life, if you understand uh, people and knowing how to treat people right, uh, you'll get so far, you know, that there's there's doors that can be opened through people skills that a degree can't open or that a doctorate or a master's or, uh, you know, any type of training, it can't open, you know. But if you have the respect, the integrity, the character, the good morals, that there will always be opportunity. There will always be a yes. There will always be favor in your life, most importantly. And again, Ali, it was an absolute pleasure to bring you on here. And uh, we'll stay we'll stay in touch and we'll stay connected. And uh, may you always be blessed, proper, prosperous, and healthy during these times. All right. Thank you, Bubba. I wish nothing but but the best for you as well. Okay. God bless you. Yes, sir. God bless you too. Thank you so much. All right. Take care, mm-hmm. Bubba. You too. Bye bye.